Welcome to Lockdown Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, we'll be talking about it right here on Lockdown Kentucky. Kyle Tucker is down in Nashville. You'll be hearing from him in just a bit. This edition of the show is brought to you by Front Gate Land Management and The Financialist. Tonight, we are going to talk Reed Travis, the latest on his injury. We are going to discuss who Kentucky is playing in the SEC tournament, touch on recruiting, and then we'll let you hear from Kyle in part because he's already down in Nashville and he got to talk to some of the Alabama players. Um, so we're going to hear that side of that. But I do want to start out, of course, with the news of Reed Travis. I'm recording right now a little bit after midnight, um, so early, the earliest you can be on Friday morning. And John Calipari spoke to the media just a little bit ago. He said um, on Reed Travis, he was asked if Reed Travis will play. Calipari said, yeah, there you go. We've all been speculating for weeks. When will Reed Travis return? When will Reed Travis return? We're looking at how he's walking out on senior day, how he stepped through the hoop. People are analyzing every mini step. I jokingly make a, a kind of a point on Twitter about how UK tweets out some some pictures from practice. Reed Travis is not in the pictures. What does it all mean? Obviously, I think fans are a little bit more sensitive to this because of last season and Jared Vanderbilt, who ultimately didn't play. So I understand why there is angst, but my feeling throughout this, and Kyle and I have made it clear that Reed Travis was going to be back, and he is. I'll read you some of John Calipari's comments. Um, He said of Travis, he's been terrific. In practice, kind of surprising. Conditioning looked okay. Asked him, how'd you do that? And Travis said, I was on the treadmill and that water going hard, so he'll be fine. I'm sorry that quote sounds a little bit disjointed, but anytime you read John Calipari quote on the page, it's tough to follow. But basically, he said he's impressed with how Reed Travis has done. And we told you that here, and actually we didn't tell you that, we passed that the information from the players before they left for Nashville. They were all of the same mindset that Reed Travis was going to be fine because he'd been putting in so much work, and it was apparently on the on the water treadmill. So that's how you get your cardio in when you can't when you're trying to rehab rehab a knee. So, I mean, you know, Calipari always tries to dial things back. I think to a certain extent, just a little bit, but it is. It is kind of telling, I think, that he said it was kind of surprising. And the the conditioning looks okay. I mean, I don't think Reed Travis will... He's probably going to be one of those guys where he won't be out of shape a day in his life. Um, But there were other comments from John Calipari that will give us insight into how he's going to use Reed Travis. He was asked during the media availability late Thursday evening uh, on whether the plan is still to use him in short stretches. He said on his coach's show on Monday the plan was to bring Travis all the bench playing for a couple minutes and get him back on the bench and let him come along Calipari said of that question I don't know we'll let him see he's farther along than I thought another I mean this is this is just sounding better and better and it's sounding like you know there was there was we were speculating that maybe hey you play him a little bit in the first game max him out in the Tennessee game to attempt to get that win and then sit him on Sunday I could still see that scenario happening um, but the way Calipari is kind of, I'm reading these statements, it sounds like he thinks Free Travis is pretty close to fully a go. Um, uh, Calipari was also asked 
uh, what Travis's presence does for this team. He said, just gives you a toughness that we were going to have to have, and not just in this game, in any game we play. If you're not fighting and you're not physical and tough at this point in the year, you're losing just how it is. And that's, that's I think, the main thing that, that you know, Reed Travis brings. When you're looking at it, from like a broad standpoint, he kind of brings a. He just seems like he has a slightly calming influence on the team. He's super steady. He knows where to be. I'm forgetting exactly which game it was, but his it was Tony Barbie spoke before that game. I, I think it might have been a road game, and he he was discussing how Reed is always in the right position, and he doesn't block a lot of shots. But what he does is, and this is my wording, not Tony Barbie's, he had a little bit more eloquently in basketball terms, is basically he just is awesome at getting in the way. Awesome at making things difficult for the other team because he's where he needs to be. He's like one step ahead. And so when you have that happen and to toughness, you add those things together. And then just from like a number standpoint, P.J. Washington's been in from some foul trouble. E.J. Montgomery and Nick Richards have both shown the propensity to getting fouls. So when you're in a situation and one of your big guys gets in foul trouble in the tournament, which probably will happen, you just got another guy. And that's so, so important. Um, a, couple, a little bit more on on Travis. Uh, Calipari said, uh, oh, this is actually uh, uh, on the team overall, because this is about practices. Because, uh, you know, Calipari talked about how they were going to take just a hair, a little bit of time off. Um, he offered the guys the ability to go home. They said no. They wanted to stay around um, and, and practice and um, you know train together. And here's what Calipari said. that He said that we had terrific practices. What I keep telling them, you have to play to your training. You don't play to the opponent. You don't play because it's tournament. You play to your training because you can do that for 40 minutes. It's hard to play to another team. And that's kind of what you're looking at. When you're in, it's probably even more evident in a conference tournament um, than the NCAA tournament because in the NCAA tournament you do get the day between, so you can kind of reset reset some game plans. In the conference tournament, a lot of times you are familiar with the opponent, so it makes it a little bit easier. But Calipari stresses this all season long. We're not worried about who we're playing; we're worried about ourselves. And that doesn't mean you know some people have taken that to the extreme. They're like, man, you know, Calipari should do more research on the team, game plan a little bit better. He, he and the coaching staff do a ton of work on that. Um, but from his player's standpoint, they don't need to be worried about the other team. They're going to be told where to be and why to be there. Um, but it isn't because, you know, it's not all focused on the other team. It's like, this is what we got to do in this scenario. And that's how we win. It's not a, this is how we stop them. This is how we win. Kind of, I think that is, that is their mindset overall. And I think that's the, the right one to have when you got a young team, when you got a team, um, you know, that, that maybe can't process game plans as quickly just because, not because they lack basketball intelligence or anything like that, but because they don't have experience dealing with these game plans. I mean, sometimes you hear all this, all this preparation that some coaches do in preparing for a game. And uh, sometimes it's probably just a little bit too much because if you think too much, you can get in trouble. And, you know, there's specific guys on this current Kentucky team that I think you don't want to bombard them with a lot of information because when they're thinking long, they're thinking wrong. And, you know, when you look at like Nick Nick Richards, he's, it's been open about what they want him to do. He's He's talked about how, you know, at one point last season – 
he was looking at funny Instagram videos before games because he wanted to get his mind off the game and kind of re reset and not it's not that they're not focusing on basketball, it's that they're letting their mind kind of take a break. I think that's their ultimate goal. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the opponent, how Alabama um, got to got the chance to take on Kentucky after winning their first game. It was an interesting game. And then we're going to talk a little recruiting because there is actually another big decision coming up for the future of UK basketball on Friday evening. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Frontgate Land. If you're in the market to buy or sell land, lease to a reliable tenant, or uncover a possible revenue stream on your property, let Frontgate Land Management help. Owner Josh Tungate is a licensed realtor with Berkshire Hathaway Home Service Professional Realty and a UK alum. And let me tell you, he loves his cats. Give him a call at 859-962-9955 or visit FrontGateLand.com. They have the contacts to help connect the dots in agriculture. FrontGateLand.com You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Alabama beat Ole Miss. I was wrong. I thought Ole Miss was going to win that game. And it looked like I was going to be right for a good portion of it. Um, Alabama was actually down 16 points early in the second half, and they ended up coming back and winning 62-57. to Obviously, it sets up the rematch. Kentucky lost on January 5th with, man, that just feels like ages ago uh, at Alabama. They had a shot in the air. Tyler Hero had a three in the air. It was a decent look, not a great look. That would have given Kentucky the win, but it didn't go in. And if you recall correctly, I mean, Kentucky was not playing well. Uh, You see these, these kind of comments in these videos John Calipari makes the cutting remarks to the media about how you know don't didn't you kind of doubted us and those kind of things and um, the, the UK videos that go out about how I, I don't know which ones that's saying it but you know that they've written us off and it was kind of obviously making reference to the Duke game and then there was actually a scene I think of when Keldon Johnson was talking in this little video and I think the video which is which is I mean it's an awesome video obviously everything UK. Uh, sports video does is is great, but um, they they were talking about how you know they didn't believe in us and that that kind of storyline and and the the cut that they use when Keldon's talking about that, and I think it's actually pinned to the top of UK uh, basketball's Twitter account at this point if you want to go check it out. Uh, but it was him on the ground after the loss against Seton Hall, and the loss to Alabama came re- really uh, quickly after that, and that was probably like the low point of UK season. Because, you know, they're getting into conference play and you're kind of looking at this and it is not looking like they're going to live up to expectations. I mean, there there was a scenario where after the Duke game, people kind of had to reset expectations. And with those reset expectations after the loss to Alabama, it was kind of like, is this team, is this team really a Final Four contender? And I think most people at that moment would admit that they didn't think they that they were, and they have grown since then. They have their chemistry has improved since then. Uh, all I think almost every individual player has gotten better since then. A lot has gone right for UK uh, since that loss to Alabama. Um, Calipari was asked in that press availability today if if it's kind of motivation and to get back at Alabama to avenge that loss. 
And he kind of, as he normally does when he's talking about motivation and those kind of deals, he brushed it off and said that, you know, you'd have to ask the players or one kind of those deals. And, uh, you know, people get motivated by different things. So I think it's fair for Calipari not to kind of kind of speak on that. But I will tell you one thing. I, I know that Alabama is very motivated. And you'll hear later on um, in this podcast, uh, Kyle Tucker talked to John Petty and Avery Johnson. And Petty specifically talked about how important this game would would be to Alabama. So they're going to be super motivated. They want to make the NCAA tournament. And, you know, you can guarantee an NCAA tournament bid if you win this conference tournament. So it's going to be, I I think, a really good matchup. And you you should probably, if you're Kentucky, feel a ton better about the game since you have, I guess, have Reed Travis close to full strength because he's going to give you a little bit of a physical presence inside another physical presence inside and that's what is just important in these postseason games um you know, Alabama's got some big guys that was the one thing if you were looking from a matchup perspective uh Ole Miss does not have a bunch of bangers inside and Kentucky was you know able to win that game in at Ole Miss because you know they they didn't they they won that game despite not having Reed Travis and PJ Washington getting into foul trouble because Ole Miss couldn't take full advantage of the lack of an inside consistent inside presence and the fact that Tyler Hero and Kelda Johnson played really well. So I, I, th- I think that from a matchup perspective, if you weren't going to have Reed Travis, this is, would have been a tougher game for UK. But you're going to have Reed Travis, and so I think Kentucky will will take care of business against the Crimson Tide and move on and potentially face that. Tennessee team in the semifinal of the SEC and I will mention in passing Duke and North Carolina won on Thursday Duke beat Syracuse Zion Williamson came back Uh, he was phenomenal as he normally is he actually didn't miss a shot from the field and he's just super exciting to watch Uh, North Carolina beat Louisville in pretty convincing fashion so that sets up an ACC semifinal of Duke North Carolina the way most people are looking at this is the winner of that game will get a number one seed and if Kentucky can beat Alabama and um, Tennessee can beat Mississippi State who defeated Texas A&M uh, in the last game tonight of the SEC tournament, then you're going to have a situation where Kentucky will be, or the SEC will be in the exact same scenario as the ACC was on Friday night. On Saturday night, it'll be basically be who wins this uh, this um, semifinal game. You're going to get a number one seed. So big things are moving around. Um, all right, the last thing I am going to speak on here before I turn things over to to Kyle. Please ignore my ringtones in the back of my computer. I can't believe people are texting me this late. Don't they know it's a school night and it's after midnight? Anyway, Keon Brooks is going to make his decision um, on Friday evening. The six foot seven wing from Fort Wayne, Indiana, will reveal his decision um, at 8 p.m. The announcement will be shown live on CBS Sports HQ and streamed on the 247 Sports Basketball recruiting site. According to recent predictions on the 247's crystal ball, it looks like things are going in UK's favor. But there are people who say home state Indiana still has has a chance. That's what it kind of has been broken down into. I think Michigan State is still on the list. 
if you want me to go ahead and make my prediction, I'm going to say he's picking Kentucky. I think a lot of things are going well for Kentucky at this point. Indiana just lost in the Big Ten uh, tournament. It looked like they're NIT bound. And so with Keon Brooks, I think he's going to pick Kentucky. Kentucky has been playing uh, lately where they've been, uh, been doing a lot of switching. Been playing some small ball with Keldon, at, Keldon Johnson at the four. I think he would fit into that kind of a role. And his versatility is obviously going to be able to be utilized by John Calipari. So that's what I, I think it's going to be. Um, Rivals ranked him ranks him currently as the number 27 in the 2019 class. He's the number 23 overall in the 247 Sports Composite uh, rankings. Uh, he's a five-star, of, of course. So... I mean, I think he would be a really nice piece, a really versatile piece for Kentucky, and it would be a huge get. And uh, I mean, the the oddity of this is the, is the fact that you know he's going to be picking what Kentucky's playing in the game. I, I would I would I would wonder if if there's potential. You know, he's setting it up for eight p.m. Let me double check. Yeah, I think that is Eastern. I'm guessing. 8 p.m. Eastern. So if Kentucky tips off at 7, will they kind of hold that announcement until halftime of the Kentucky game? That'd be a nice little treat uh, for UK fans. You, you've got the game on one TV, and then on either your phone or your computer, you're dialed into this uh, live stream of, of potential number of five-star prospect picking Kentucky. So we'll find out that, and we'll be reporting on that on the next edition of Locked on Kentucky. A heads up, we are going to be doing a bracket challenge on Locked on Kentucky, Kyle and I, you can pick against Kyle and I and you can make us look dumb. Probably you want to make Kyle look dumb more than me. Um, it's going to be presented by Grassroots Pharmacy. I'll tell you more about them um, when we get fully into the bracket breakdown, which we're going to be doing next week. Um, they're going to be sponsoring with us, so you should check out some more information on them. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, ever, who doesn't who doesn't do a bracket, you know? <laughs> so uh, you, you would get a chance to kind of prove your... Prove you're smarter than the writer for The Athletic and prove you're smarter uh, than that radio gas bag, a.k.a. myself. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I'll be tweeting out. I'll be posting it on social media. Once I get it all set up, um, there'll be links on Twitter and on Facebook, which obviously you guys should be following along there at Locked on UK on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked on Kentucky. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H as well. I'll be tweeting it from there too. So coming up next... You're going to hear from John Petty and Avery Johnson and some Kyle Tucker, and I think there's actually another reporter in there as well, but I don't know who that is. So a mystery reporter, Kyle Tucker, Avery Johnson, John Petty, coming up next. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about The Financialist. It's tax season, and if you're a small business, you know you could be in a situation where you're like, man... You know what do I? What am I doing here? What? What? How do I? How do I get better at this uh, next time, next year? Get more organized, uh, maximize profits. How can I do the best? My reach my maximum potential as a small business. What you can do is you can talk to the financialist. The financialist LLC is a locally owned provider of CFO caliber services to small businesses in the central Kentucky area. Owner Rick Parsons has 25 years of experience helping business owners establish a solid accounting system and will work with you on helping to maximize your profit potential. You got QuickBook, QuickBook expertise, help training new employees, bookkeeping, day-to-day accounting, all that stuff. Give them a call, 
296-9814. Rick thinks like an entrepreneur, but he has the accounting professional skills that you might need if you don't have those in your arsenal. Um, So give him a call, 859-296-9814, and set up a complimentary meeting today. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, here is that conversation Kyle had with John Petty. John is a guy that came down to basically Kentucky and Alabama for you. Is this a game the last couple of years that you get more excited about than some others? Uh, always. I always be excited. I always be excited about every game, but, you know, it's just being able to play against good people. You know, playing against elite players always makes me excited. It makes me want to bring my A game out uh, and play the best I can, especially as a team especially as an individual, and just basically get a W. Do you feel like if a team's got two wins over Kentucky, they ought to be in the NCAA tournament? Absolutely. If we beat Kentucky tomorrow, we, we locked in the NCAA tournament. Does, is that the, the feeling in this whole locker room? Like this is tomorrow is a, a play-in game for you guys? I mean, yeah, that feel, that's that's on the back of our mind, but we really just want to advance in the tournament. We, we basically focusing on getting the NCAA, SEC title first. But we always know that if we win that game, that's a lock in the NCAA tournament. So that's always something that's on our mind. How much have you paid attention to them since they played you? It's been so long. It's been yeah. months, I think, what, first SEC game? Mm-hmm. Um, how different do they look to you today than they did when they came to Tuscaloosa? Uh, they, 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 more, they more better on offense. I feel like coming in, you know, P.J. wasn't as playing as good basketball as he is now. He's shooting a three-pointer. He's just shooting turnaround fadeaways off the post. So, I mean, it's going to be a hard challenge for our bigs to contain and for a team to contain. But I feel like the guys we have and the way we're going to come out tomorrow, I feel like we're going to get it done. What was the scouting report that first day on Kentucky? The first time you played them? Like, what was it? What did you think? If, you took, if we take this away, we'll, we'll be able to beat them the uh, first I feel, time. I feel like we had, to, we had to keep Hero and Ashton Hagens and um, Keldon Johnson off the three-point line. You know, coming into coming into that game, they was really shooting the ball well. Hero still shooting the ball well. Keldon Johnson is, too. But you didn't have to worry about PJ as much? No, nah, we didn't have to worry about it. We knew he would make a couple. But as coach always told, that would be on him. But now I feel like coming in tomorrow, he's going to be a, a high player, a guy we don't want to shoot. Really interesting stuff there from uh, John Petty. And and now we're going to jump to the the voice that everybody loves to kind of mimic, Avery Johnson. Avery, having coached one of them now, do you have a different level of uh, appreciation, understanding of of coaching one and dones, coaching team guy, freshman, 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 year after year after year, what, what John Calipari is doing? In oh Lexington. yeah, I got a serious crash course on it last year. You know, when I was being the fourth youngest team in the country, dealing with all the highs and lows of dealing with sometimes kids that are 18 going on 16, you know, and you just got to <laughs> grow them into maturity and manhood and it's a lot, you know, this is like a, it's like a big time job and it's more than a 9 to 5 job when you're a college athlete, it's, it's, it's a lot. Sure, we only have a certain amount of hours with them all week, but they've got a lot of responsibilities and uh, some guys embrace that and so it's tough. But fortunately, I had a guy that was one and done, and he's played awfully good basketball now. And um, But we thought the key to our season this year was going to be guys like a Galen Smith, who was huge for us tonight. Dejon Ingram, who made some made two free throws for us at the end of the games when his minutes wasn't uh, as high as it normally is. John Petty with an offensive rebound uh, dunk. Um, so it's it's and then our veteran guys, Riley Norris and guys like Kevin Mack. 
We mentioned Kentucky's motivation, but I mean, your team seems really relaxed there in the locker room, and they also seem just as motivated, and, and they know they've been there. We've we've um, we've left locker rooms really disappointed quite often this year, so they just trying to they're trying to change the um, narrative of this season. And we live for another day, and we're playing against an outstanding opponent. We have a lot of respect for him, but uh, we'll see. Two, two more questions, guys. Two more. See you soon, Ryder. dealt with you know criticism, I guess, probably at other places. How much has your you know experience in bigger markets helped you be able to kind of you know handle you know some of the criticism you faced in the last when, week? When I stuff? when I first arrived and we lost the game yeah. on uh, on a blog or maybe a tweet situation, if we lost, it was probably one kind. <laughs> yeah. And that was really great basketball team. Now when we lose and our fans are disappointed, it's hundreds. Right, yeah. So that shows that they're into it. They, they, all these people are not bad people. Right. Uh, maybe you got a few, you know, two or three or ten that might right. say something idiotic. Yeah. But for the most part, these people are passionate about Alabama basketball. They want to see us successful. And they're engaged. And look at our uh, home attendance now. It's all dramatically. So it's it's okay. I have tough skin. I'm always more concerned about the players than I am myself but you, and uh, my staff. But do you think your experience at the, you know, these other it places, helps. I mean, because I mean, as opposed to say if you had come from like, say, a mid-major program to a place like My first coaching job, I was 39. I'm turning 54 now. So maybe it's a little maturity. But some, like I've said all along, when we don't play our maximum potential, yeah, remember, my wife fires me first. <laughs> That's tough. All right? So that, whatever they're saying really sure. doesn't make a difference. Sure. All right. Cecil's got the last yeah. question here, Cecil. Avery, you seemed coming out of the Arkansas game, and that post game seemed probably the most frustrated you've been all year. In some ways, I don't know if that was an accumulation or just the way you played in favor, but what have the last five days sort of sort of done for you with the way the players have responded? Well, the first thing is I try to not use the word frustrated because that, that's what, my right, right, but I'm just saying <laughs> I try to not use it publicly or with our team. I don't even talk to them about how that I'm frustrated because I, our team psyche, that's not a good word to use, but what I would say was after that game my mind was more on preparation for the SEC tournament and figuring out how we can change the message, deliver it differently, hit the reset button, how we can get back and get re-energized. So it had not as much to do with the loss to Arkansas as it was how can we change the narrative of this season and um, get back to playing some winning basketball. You, you, Thank you guys. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thanks so much for listening, guys. As I mentioned, be sure to be following along on social. we got that bracket challenge coming down uh, the line here in just a little bit. Follow along with Kyle. He is down in Nashville at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. Read his work on The Athletic. And follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can see all my posts and listen to me on Big Blue Insider or in BigBlueInsider.com. Um, is is where I post those podcasts when I do that show, and on um, and interviews. Any interviews that I do, I'll be there. Should be the plan is to be there on Selection Sunday and get Calipari's reaction and players' reaction. So I'll be posting that on Big Blue Insider and my timeline as well. I do want to tell you guys, you need to get in this habit. It's super easy. If you have a smart car. Actually, I think a smart car is a brand, but a car that basically will listen to you 
when you jump in. When you jump in your car, just tell your smart speaker in your car to play podcast Locked on Kentucky, and then you're off to work, and you're going to be up to date on all the latest Kentucky news and our views, and you won't have the blues. That's the sadness blues, not the blues like being a fan of Kentucky because you all probably have that those kind of blues ingrained in you, and they, they won't ever go away. So that's what I, I highly recommend you do that. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Thanks to The Financialist. Give them a call and set up a complimentary meeting, 859-296-9814, and Frontgate Land Management. Check out FrontgateLand.com. We'll talk to you guys soon. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Just a heads up. Um, one, I want to let you guys know um, about a new sponsor. I'm not going to give you, well, 